Welcome to the Potapalooza special interview series of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy. Earlier this month, I had the chance to interview some awesome people in the Potapalooza Potatorium. I was a guest podcaster there, and you're going to get to meet over the course of this week in a bit nine awesome people, little mini interviews. They are all abundance minded entrepreneurs and totally the kind of people I like to share on this podcast. If you want to go to the next Potapalooza, it's going to be in June. Go to guywhoknowsaguy.com slash links to get the link to register and all the details. Now, on with our next interview. All right, next up at the Potapalooza studio table stage, whatever we're calling it here, is Tammy Gross, the scriptpreneur. Now, you are the first scriptpreneur I have encountered. And so I'm going to ask you, Tammy, what is a scriptpreneur? <laughs> Well, I am a screenwriter and I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm a scriptpreneur. There you go. Yep. Okay. Um, And so let's see, in this little bio I got here, it says that you are a best-selling author and award-winning screenwriter, filmmaker, and screenplay novel editor. And your best-selling novel, Evangelina, is based on your award-winning screenplay of the same name and slated for film production with an A-list producer. So tell me a little bit about yourself and... And well, I already said why you're awesome, but go more in depth on that. Well, uh, I started screenwriting in 2008. I found a story that I just had to tell. And I basically ended up switching careers because I became very good at helping other screenwriters (laughs) and was learning still to help myself, you know. And uh, so this story came from the story that, that is this book. Um, that I'm not necessarily pitching to anybody or anything. I'm just trying to tell the story of how it came about is that uh, I was invited to a weekend retreat at the haunted hotel where uh, The Shining was written, where Stephen King was. Yeah, where he wrote that. So it was very um, uh, atmospheric. And uh, and it was 48 hours that we had to write a screenplay all the way from start to finish. There were about 10 of us. And I was able to actually do it. And I had never really been able to finish anything before that. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Sent it into some contests. It did very well. It actually won the first contest that it was put into. And then from there, uh, it's been optioned a few times. Now, for people who don't know about optioning in the screenwriting world, that means that somebody is paying money to hold on to it so they can't sell it to anybody else. But they're not saying that they're definitely going to make the movie. And so it got optioned a couple of times, but they couldn't you know, raise the money. And uh, then I decided last year that I would turn it into a novel. Mm. And I took that to number two bestseller. I had already taken another book the same way to number one bestseller, but I had help with that one. This one I did all by myself. And I was just proud that I could get like in the top 100, let alone number two in like four categories. So that was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And, uh, And around that same time, that was back in October. So around that same time is is when uh, I signed the contract with uh, he was the producer of the the hit series Bones mm-hmm. and uh, if you've seen Queen of the South he was a uh, producer on that as well okay and uh, so he's he wanted to direct it it's his it's his genre I ended up writing a kind of a spooky story not really spooky but it was about a ghost girl okay. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I ended up writing about because I was so inspired by where we were at when we were at that retreat. So that's not usually my genre. My genre is usually historical stuff, but mm-hmm. that was that was actually kind of cool. And it, and I will tell you this, that makes it a really interesting story to me, is that it actually is based on 
some real events of uh, an unsolved murder of mm -hmm. a teenager. And later, like eight years or 10 years, something like that, after she was murdered and they've never solved her, her, her murder, this girl started claiming that she was talking to the dead ghost, which very much upset the family because, you know, well, then solve the murder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that got me kind of thinking, you know, it's like, if you really are talking something, but it turned out that she had some, some problems, you know, some, some uh, mm -hmm. uh, mental health issues and everything. So I, I decided I would write a story that kind of covered that from that point of view of, you know, is she really psychic or is she having, you know, some kind of episode and she's really just reading about it on the internet. Mm. And what's really cool is that it remained an unsolved, uh, mystery for all these years and now it's 28 years later i mean i found out about this many many years ago 28 years later the month before i went to publish the book i found out that they had just solved the crime of the real uh victim oh wow that the story in the first place so that was really cool for me for me that was like oh it came full circle i'm so glad that <laughs> this family is now at peace you know yeah yeah so that, anyway, that's that's how that started for me that's great so so the optioning this means that you made money off a script that wasn't turned into a movie a few times. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And that's nice. That's always Good. a nice thing. You know, we want to get paid. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Even if it doesn't get made into a movie. That is, yeah. that is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I guess you, some people are, Oh, I'm so frustrated. I got option multiple times, but the other way is like, I got to cast checks multiple times. That's right. So. Exactly. Knowing that the right person would come along eventually. And he did. He found me. I didn't find him. So it was yeah. it was a one of those really good serendipitous kind of things. That's great. And and so so besides getting scripts optioned, what is your your main business? My main business has been uh, helping screenwriters uh, get their stories, you know, as far along as I can help them, which is through contests, winning contests. I kind of have a specialty in in how to, you know, optimize their scripts. And so I, I've been an editor and a script doctor and I'm a format expert uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to that. But in the past couple of years, like with the whole COVID thing and everything, I've realized my heart is really with people who are telling their own stories, who are telling true stories. And I've been an entrepreneur since 2000. I was first in music and then in, in editing. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's that's who I want to help. So now I work with entrepreneurs and authors and speakers, especially helping them get their story straight and to start thinking big. Think Hollywood big. You don't have to make a Hollywood movie of your story, but think big and start being ridiculous with your dreams a little bit so that you're aiming as high as you possibly can to achieve your actual dreams. And for me, it's a Hollywood movie. You know, mm -hmm. for somebody else, it, it it might be something totally different, but hopefully big in a way to reach the world. Okay. I was going to say, now, now, now we're talking mindset coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Is, there's is. a lot of mindset. I, I do. I do. Uh, when I speak, that's what I like to talk about is, uh, is thinking big. I kind mm -hmm. of have a three-step, uh, you know, uh, way of remembering it. Um, you first, you want to think big. You want to change your mindset. And then you want to implement and take action so that you're making moves toward whatever it is that your big dream is. And then, of course, G is for, so it's B for big, I for implement, and get paid is the G for big. 
And you want to start, you know, monetizing every way you possibly can. And uh, that means publishing your story. If it's your story that, that, that is part of your dream and mm-hmm. to just become a visionary, start speaking, start coaching and start changing the world. Interesting. All right. So and you know, what are some of the challenges you find that people run into when, when trying to follow that, that course of action? I think most people, uh, I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people start out the way I did, which might be with a kind of a poverty mindset. Uh, when you want to help people, it you know, a lot of people who really want to help people come from a background where they were raised with that poverty mindset, uh, mm-hmm. that mentality. And I definitely uh, had that. Um, I can tell you one really quick story. Mm-hmm. Where my dad, I was I was born in the mid '60s, and my dad was good friends with Ray Kroc of McDonald's, mm-hmm. and Ray Kroc loved my dad's music. He was a musician, and he had asked my dad to go on tour with him, and to be kind of the face of McDonald's. In other words, there might not have been a Ronald McDonald. <laughs> my dad would have been the musical guy. Uh, who, uh, who knows what the vision was? Um, but my dad had refused it. Uh, um, just because I was on the way, apparently I was either on the way or I was just born. I can't remember what the story, how the story goes in the family. Um, and, and so he said no to that. And that's always been something that made me really respect him, but it also clicked for me that, that uh, thinking big is not the way to go. You have to think about, about the people around you, which mm-hmm. is great. It's it's actually good, but it kept me thinking small because, you know, after there was no Ray crack stuff that was coming, you know, money-wise. My dad was a struggling musician. I became a struggling musician. Then I became a struggling editor. Mm-hmm. And so I've had that small mindset. And then when COVID came around, that's when I started thinking bigger. Because oh, I was okay. hearing from people. People were coming into my living room through Zoom, like Tony Robbins and and uh, Sarah Blakely and any of the sharks. I've, I've had a lot of the sharks that have been on Zooms and stuff, you know, right after COVID hit and everything. So that changed everything for me. And that's when I realized if I really want to help people, I need to start, you know, inspiring them, but also to start coaching them. So that's my big thing now is, is mostly uh, uh, coaching people to get to as far as they can go with their own story and then taking it to their big dream from there. I love that. Yeah. One of my, one of my axioms I live by is that uh, you cannot help the poor by becoming one of them. Yes. A manager, yes. Uh, when I was selling life insurance, man told me that years ago. Cause a lot of people are like, well, you know, I, I don't want to be like rich and greedy. He's like, you want to help the poor? Great. Make a lot of money and then give it to them or, you know, start a yep. charity or build a homeless shelter or something, but you can't do any of those things if you're broke. So stop exactly. being broke. You gotta, you gotta exactly. get ahead if you want to influence. Yep. Um, and it is mindset. Cause I had somebody when I was younger who did help me, he was a Christian and he was, um, helping me get some uh, musical equipment and stuff uh, when I was in my early, early twenties, I think it was 20 <laughs> and, uh, and he was really helpful. And it's like, I just, and he was very rich, but it's like, I never saw myself being like him because it just, I couldn't get around that mentality. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's weird. It's, it, we see that we see that it can be good, but we don't, we don't let it get into our brains. So what allowed you to shift the mindset? Well, for me, it was that I was getting a little too poor. <laughs> and, and what most people, I think, do is they do get to kind of a breaking point or they just have that one big aha moment. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was COVID. 
uh, where I real, you know, just having people encouraging me. There were 75 speakers, like all, like I said, from from uh, Tony Robbins to uh, all the sharks and everybody that you can think of in between, who's a big name, Les Brown, that were put onto this thing called Rise Up 360, put on mm-hmm. by Pete Vargas, and that is that was my aha. And I suddenly had a word for the year of 2020, and I it was grit. It's like I needed to build some grit. And it took me that whole rest of the year to do that. And then I went on to 2021. And that's when I started uh, doing things. So, you know, implementing all the things that were kind of swirling around in my head. So for me, it was a three-year process or at least two and a half. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And then when I got to 2022, I realized I have to just be it. And so now I am. I am being everything that I planned to be and that I was taking actions to become. And now I am. And those are the ways that you've overcome it is you just have to, you just have to flip your own switch if nobody else is doing it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the great thing about that is I've heard, yeah, a, a lot of coaches will, will get that imposter syndrome. They'll be like, well, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not Les Brown. Who am I to coach? Right. And as I point out, you don't need to be a hundred steps ahead of your client. You need to be two steps ahead of your client. And in exactly. fact, the coach who is two steps ahead, you know, if you've got somebody who's making, who's making a thousand dollars a month, they are probably going to be better served by a coach making $10,000 a month than by a coach making $100,000 a month. Because first off, they can't afford the time of the the $100,000 coach. And second, even if they could, there's this this gulf between them of like, oh, right, you haven't gone through that mindset shift yet. Oh, how do I, how did I do that? Oh, that's so basic. That's like, how did I learn addition? Uh, (laughs) I don't remember learning addition. I've just always known it. So- so you know, yeah. it, it's it's powerful to be in that place that you know you're two three years into the journey, but someone who's six months into the journey can learn a lot from you, uh, exactly. in in doing that in that mindset work. Yeah, I I totally agree. I have a story that goes with that, but I don't want to take up any more time with more stories. I could keep giving you stories and stories and stories. Don't give me a story. Yeah, like two and a half <laughs> minutes. Left, you just so. spoke my heart. <laughs> well, that was that was exactly what my heart says too. You know, is that. Uh, being a couple of steps ahead is actually closer and, and it's a lot easier to pull somebody along that way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something I've, I've definitely found. And so people want to get in touch with you, whether they need a, a script doctored or they need their, their mind doctored. No way. That doesn't sound right. Their mindset doctored. That sounds better. Uh, How how the way I say it is that, well, it's through scriptpreneur.com. You can, uh, you can actually book a time with me if you, if you need to have some time to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you can just email me at Tammy at scriptpreneur.com. And then just realize that whether you are uh, an entrepreneur or you're a screenwriter, you can be both. You can be a scriptpreneur. Nice. I like that. All right. So we got a, a little under a minute left. So what is your, your parting thought for our for our listeners? Well, you have to think big in order to do big things. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about your own story, you just have to take charge and catch your own vision and then be the writer of your own destiny. I like it. That's a good parting parting thought. Well, thank you very much, Tammy Gross, scriptpreneur. Keep on saying scriptpreneur. I want to put an extra syllable in there. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. 
If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.